Welcome back to Let's Talk Physical Media. My name is John. It's just going to be me here again alone this week. Faith and me couldn't really pick a time where we can record together, but it's all right. We got a lot of news in the world of physical media again this week, so we got a lot to talk about. Obviously, we didn't hit the highs of true lies, the abyss, and aliens coming to 4K Blu-ray. That was a once-in-a-lifetime kind of week for us last week. But this week, we did get some new announcements. Just before I started recording, Arrow Video announced their February 2024 movies that are coming to 4K and Blu-ray, and um, it's a little bit underwhelming in my opinion. There's really not much coming, but the big one is going to be 1978's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. This is the remake that stars Donald Sutherland. And this movie is fantastic. It's a great mo- It's a great horror movie from the 1970s. It wouldn't be in my top 10 horror movies from the 1970s, but it would be right there in that 11 to 15 range. It is a great movie. It's definitely better than the original, in my opinion. You know, it kind of feels like a movie that's kind of showing you what 80s horror would eventually become while still having that 70s feel to it. Donald Sutherland in the 1970s really was popping up in a lot of horror movies between this and Don't Look Now. You can argue he was one of the best working horror actors at the time. He just doesn't get the credit for it. And that's only going to be a UK release. So in the US and Canada, if you guys want to get that, you're going to have to import it. I recommend Diabolic DVD for that. And for the US and Canada, we got two announcements. None of them really knocked my socks off, to be honest with you guys. We got The Shallow and Plot and Fear is the Key. Both of those aren't coming to 4K. They're just Blu-ray releases. And those are going to be U.S. and Canada releases only, I believe. So that's what we're going to be getting here in the U.S. and Canada. And while the U.K. will be getting Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Now, this does happen a lot because of rights issues. But I know that this is a big deal coming to 4K. I'm definitely going to probably import that movie. I don't own it yet physically. I would love to check that out on 4K Blu-ray. I'm sure it's going to look gorgeous. We're going to get to see that meme that everybody knows on the internet in beautiful 4K Blu-ray. The other two movies, they don't really tickle my fancy. Except for Fear is the Key. I actually might check that one out. Wish I was getting a 4K release instead of a Blu-ray release. I get really hesitant lately now buying Blu-rays because I'm afraid they're going to come to 4K in the next year. I've just gotten burned so many different times over the years that I'm kind of getting more hesitant about getting Blu-rays because then when the 4K comes, that pull to get the 4K is always coming at you. I definitely don't need it. Vinegar Syndrome is also having their Black Friday sale going on right through tomorrow. So if you guys want to head over to Vinegar Syndrome, this is the best time of the year to buy 4Ks from them, Blu-rays. Anything that was released before May of 2023, I believe, is 50% off through their label and their partner's labels. And they also had a big surprise release. They had two of them, but the one that really caught my eye was David Cronenberg's Existence, which was released in 1999 that stars Jude Law. This film does remind me a lot of last year's Crimes of the Future. Very similar in tone and as far as the body horror goes yes david cronenberg loves to play around with body horror but the type of body horror is very similar in crimes of the future that it is in existence and it's also dealing with virtual reality and video games and i think he was a little bit of ahead of his time with that you know at the time video games weren't even leaning into virtual reality at the time it was the n64 just going into the dreamcast era he was a little bit ahead of his time but he did kind of predict the future in a little bit obviously not as dark but he he kind of was ahead of his time i also grabbed the prophecy one two and three on 4k blu-ray you won't get four or five i've actually been talking to a subscriber lord raiden here on the channel who's been telling me to check these films out he sent me to the blu-ray link which was like 15 dollars at best buy but then i actually saw on blu-ray.com that these were announced to come to 4k so 
during this sale, even though I didn't really get a sale price on them, but I did grab these on 4K, and when they show up, I'm going to be doing a review of those. I've never seen those movies before, so I'm looking forward to them. They star Christopher Walken, so they at least got to be entertaining because Christopher Walken's in them, so I'm looking forward to checking that out. And then we had a rumor this week that Shane was going to be coming to 4K Blu-ray sometime in 2024. Shane is a classic Western film. This one actually had a huge influence on the film Logan. Even in the movie Logan, they're watching Shane at one point, right there on the screen. So you know that movie had a huge inspiration on Logan. So if you aren't a big Western fan, but you did like Logan, I could definitely recommend checking out Shane. And if that is true, I don't know what studio it is. I saw this from the disc faller, I believe, and he was saying that it was just rumored to be coming in 2024, and that's one I really do hope comes to 4K Blu-ray. It's one of the greatest westerns ever. And then one thing that got confirmed, and I think this is only for Italy, is Killers of the Flower Moon is coming to 4K in January. Um, as far as the U.S. goes, there is no official announcement for that yet, but Paramount did split half the bill with Apple, so I imagine it will get a Paramount physical release at some point because the digital rights will go right to Apple when it gets released on Apple. It's the same thing that's going on with Napoleon. You guys have already seen my Napoleon review at this point. Ridley Scott has been talking about the fact that when it does come to Apple streaming, now Apple has to confirm this, but he's been saying that there's about a four-hour cut that's going to be released digitally, and that's the cut of the film that he prefers. Ridley Scott is the king of director's cuts. How many different cuts of Blade Runner are there? There's a different cut of Alien. He, uh, Kingdom of Heaven, the director's cut is way better than the actual film. So Ridley Scott loves director's cuts. You know, the studios kind of put him in a box and he hates being put in boxes so he's looking forward to the napoleon four hour cut now as far as that getting a physical release that i'm not too sure of i hope it does but i think we can expect the killers of the flower moon 4k release at some point here in the u.s uk canada i think we can all expect that right now italy is definitely getting it but because it's a 4k release we can import it and check it out for ourselves as well i saw that movie in theaters on adobe screen and it looked absolutely gorgeous and i'm sure it's going to transfer great to 4k i want to own that physically i actually thought that maybe in the united states the criterion collection would release it on 4k because they actually released the irishman on 4k blu-ray the last time and they also have a great working relationship with martin scorsese a lot of his movies have come out through the Criterion Collection. Even this very year, we had After Hours and Mean Streets come to 4K Blu-ray. And, you know, we got The Last Waltz in there, Raging Bull. So they have a great working relationship together. So I expect maybe that's the studio that's going to release it. But then again, Paramount has the rights to it. So it's a, it's a whole thing. I'm not too sure. My money would be on Paramount releasing it on 4K sometime around March after it gets to have its legs stretched out on Apple. And another announcement we got this week that kind of floated under the radar is that Kino Lover and Paramount actually inked a brand new new deal to bring certain movies to blu-ray and 4k over the next couple of years they even gave a breakdown of the types of movies that are going to be coming to blu-ray and 4k from each decade so if you have the 1930s all the way through the 2000s how much we can expect so building anticipation of what classic films kino lorber can put out on 4k blu-ray because kino lorber for the most part is about preserving classic film that's why they're one of my favorite studios out there but every once in a while you'll get like a late 90s like out of sight or mystery men on 4k which doesn't feel like the same studio that's releasing the taking of pelham one two three or the night of the hunter or three days of the condor you know it doesn't feel like the same studio they're very different movies yes steven sonenberg is one of the greatest directors to ever do it but i think he makes a certain type of film you know and all his movies you know it's a so you know it's a sonenberg film when you're watching it even despite the fact that he's played around in many different types of genres and many different types of cameras and he's even shot movies on iphone all of his movies you know it's a sonenberg film this is the guy who gave us the oceans trilogy 
Logan Lucky, Sex Lies and Videotapes. So he makes a certain type of film, and Out of Sight is one of those movies that I just absolutely love and actually might be my favorite Soderbergh film. So that's pretty cool. We can build up the anticipation of what these movies are going to be coming out for the next couple of years. And I love Keanu Lover. I'm really glad to see them inking this deal with Paramount. I'm wondering what else we can expect from them over the next couple of years. They're definitely becoming one of my favorite studios to put out physical media. I'd have to say, you know, they're not quite hitting the highs of like Shout Factory or Criterion, and their packaging is nothing compared to Vinegar Syndrome. But I've always felt like Vinegar Syndrome, their biggest flaw is the types of films they put out. There's not a lot of mainstream, not enough to catch like the regular consumer's eye. They're really putting out a lot of cult films, but their scans and their packaging are always 10 out of 10 phenomenal for the most part. Obviously, there's some, not everyone can be perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. So they have some scans where, you know, maybe like at the beginning of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, they're a little iffy. But for the most part, I would have to say in 2023, their biggest release was Showgirls, which a lot of people were looking forward to on 4K Blu-ray. But I just feel like this year compared to last year with films like Roadhouse, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Massacre 2, the Amityville Horror. We got a lot of big name titles released last year on 4K, while this year I felt like a lot of under the radar titles. You know, existence coming from David Cronenberg is a pretty big deal. David Cronenberg movies have been just like trickling out from all different studios, whether it be on Blu-ray or 4K, like Naked Lunches from the Criterion Collection here, but, but then our video has the 4K in the UK. So like all of his movies are just all over the place of where you can check them out. You know, Criterion does have a lot here in the United States as far as David Cronenberg's films. So really gearing up for the rest of this year in the world of physical media has been tough. There is just so much coming out from so many different studios at the very beginning of December. And while we're talking about what's coming out for the rest of the year i want to go into my first kevin krueger question of the week kevin krueger is one of our channel directors so if you ever want to join the ranks with him and become a channel member you can do that you can click the link in the description below and he actually said top three 4k releases you were excited for for december and december is loaded all up front the first two weeks of the month i'm just going to read you guys off what we're getting at the beginning of december that just caught my eye. Like, there's plenty, plenty more in here as well. So December 5th, we're getting Titanic, Point Break, Dial of Destiny, Days of Heaven, Silver Bullet, The Color Purple, and Young Guns all on 4K Blu-ray on December 5th. I mean, that's a murderer's row. I can't even get all those movies on 4K to review for you guys because my wallet just can't physically handle it. Um, I'll put myself and my family at risk by doing that. But... There are a lot. Like, I'm definitely reviewing Titanic and Point Break and Young Guns that week. I really want the color purple. I'll eventually get that. It's a Warner Brothers release, so it will eventually be involved in certain sales going forward. But And Dial of Destiny, same thing. I saw it in theaters. I'm not really in a rush to rewatch it, but I would like to complete the collection. And then December 12th, the following week, we're getting Face Off, Clue, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which is a great film. I'm really excited that that's coming to 4K Blu-ray. I really didn't think we were going to get that. Uh, the Warriors, that's one that people have been looking forward to for so long. The Creator is coming to 4K Blu-ray. The Weird Al Yankovic story, I know people are excited for that. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, that was a fantastic film. That's coming that week. So that is another big week where I can't afford to buy everything on 4K Blu-ray. The following week, December 19th, two big Shout Factory releases right at the front. We're getting JFK. This is the 60th anniversary since the death of John F. Kennedy this very month, actually, in Dallas, Texas. And JFK is one of the best films ever made. You know, I know a lot of people don't love that movie because it's one big conspiracy theory. And we'll talk about that when that comes to 4K because I did pre-order that. That's one of those films. I just rewatched it three months ago, but it's endlessly rewatchable, that film. So I'm really looking forward to that coming. That's on the 19th. You get Dead Zone the same week. You're getting Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, which you can watch on Paramount right now. But you're getting a physical release. Really appreciate them doing that. 
And then the last week of December, because it's December 26th, we're only going to be getting the Man in the Iron Mask 4K, which I haven't seen since I was in high school, but that is a very young Leonardo DiCaprio performance in that movie. And I remember liking that movie, but I don't remember loving him. So maybe when that's eventually on sale through maybe the next year's Shocktober sale, I'll review that. But that is going to be a very slow week for 4K releases because they front-loaded the calendar. We're going to have to really make some tough decisions on what I'm going to be able to review here on the channel and what you guys are going to be able to pick up. I mean, we're going to have to wait for some stuff to go on sale, but there is just so much. But what am I most looking forward to? Right at number one, I'm not going to bury the lead. Point Break is coming to 4K on December 5th. Utah, give me two. That would be my top 10 most anticipated all time if that didn't have an announcement. I've always been looking forward to Point Break coming to 4K Blu-ray. Just always loved that movie. That's Catherine Bigelow's masterpiece. Might not be her best film, but for me, it's my favorite film. It's one of those early 90s cheesy action movies. Came out one week after Terminator 2. James Cameron has an executive producing credit on it. I think he even has a writing credit because he was married to Catherine Bigelow at the time. And this movie, Keanu Reeves, Johnny Utah... And Patrick Swayze, and I think his best performance, is just phenomenal. I mean, his hair is just blown in the wind. Patrick Swayze's never looked better than he does in Point Break. He's the leader of the ex-presidents, a group of bank robbers who are only robbing banks to fuel their endless summer, you know, because they like jumping out of planes, they love surfing. You know, they're just one with the earth. You know, Bodhi's got this whole outlook on life and he has a bunch of people he's almost like a cult leader because all these people follow him and believe in him and he's kind of leading them down the wrong path even if his ideas are good unfortunately you know when people start dying it starts to become a problem but point break coming to 4k i can't wait i got the best buy exclusive steelbook and that will probably be my last best buy exclusive steelbook ever i can't imagine myself picking any more up and i haven't seen any more announcements of them going forward since they probably won't be selling physical media anytime soon so actually that's kind of an end of an era it's pretty sad when you really think about it i grabbed a lot of stuff on their black friday sale they had just insanely low prices movies that i really wouldn't have even grabbed on 4k but i was like i can't deny that price so i had to grab that and add them to the collection as well but yeah point break coming to 4k that is absolutely my most anticipated and then right behind that is jfk i love that movie the first time i ever saw that movie was on dvd uh you know i saw it pretty young i think i was 13 years old really didn't know too much about the jfk conspiracy theories until i watched that movie and then of course i had to learn more because a lot of that stuff a lot of the stuff in jfk isn't based on fact a lot of its opinion you know oliver stone directed it he's really known for being a conspiracy theorist but you know we'll talk about jfk when we get to it and what i think about the actual conspiracy theories and but when i think about the actual film itself i think this is one of the most fascinating films ever made um just the way it's shot so many different types of film were used in this vhs i mean the way they use b-roll footage it's all just done so well it moves along at such a brisk pace for a movie that is this long kevin costner's in this movie comparing it to oppenheimer you could just see it on the screen because the amount of actors that appear in this movie big time actors they just show up for one or two scenes steal that scene like john candy popping up and saying daddy-o give you any idea what you're getting yourself into daddy-o the government's gonna jump all over your head jimbo like come on that's a fantastic scene can't wait to see that scene on 4K so I can see John Candy's, like, glowing face. I don't know what, how they were lighting him with that. And that's just, there is black and white in this movie. I, I can't wait to see JFK on 4K. I've seen this movie 
over 10 times. I just watched it three months ago, but it's so entertaining and so interesting and fascinating. And because Shout Factory is releasing it, we just got Natural Born Killers from them on 4K Blu-ray earlier this year. And I thought that was a phenomenal 4K. I was wondering how they were going to handle that because just like JFK, he's playing around with a, a lot of different types of film stock, a lot of different types of camera lenses, you know, dabbling between black and white and color and even using VHS tapes in that movie. So the way they handled that was perfect. So I imagine the scan will be similar to that as it is going to be to JFK. So that's what we can anticipate, and I think it's going to be a great 4K. And we were supposed to, on December 19th, also get the Rings trilogy on 4K Blu-ray, but that actually got delayed until March. Arrow Video released a statement talking about that, saying that, you know, they wanted to give the team a, about three more months to make sure they perfected it. And I'm always in support of that. I'm always glad when they delay something because they want to increase the quality of it. Don't rush it out. And I'll be honest with you guys, I was not too disappointed, mainly because I wasn't going to be able to pick it up anyway because of the price of it. But our producer, John Dojuggalo, that was one of the only things he asked for on his Christmas list this year. And unfortunately, because they delayed it, um, that's one thing he won't be able to get for Christmas. So I always feel bad and things like that happen yeah it didn't affect me in a negative way but for it to affect my buddy in a negative way i do feel a little bit bad about that so uh you know it's a really a it's a slippery slope there i guess you know it's a two-sided coin because yes people are disappointed but i do think we'll get a better disc out of this and i really only want the ring i don't really care about the ring 2 or rings those movies are both pretty damn bad but maybe if i rewatch them i'll like them because when they do eventually come to 4k i will definitely be picking those up and then at number three this was tough if i'm only allowed to pick three um, it's gotta be Titanic. I've heard that the scan is pretty damn good. I wish I would've got a review copy myself because I'm really jealous of everybody who did. I see it all up and down Twitter X over there and Instagram, people talking about how good the scan is and I can't wait to see it for myself on December 5th. You guys will get a review of that. The last couple James Cameron 4Ks we got were Avatar movies and people agreed those were all beautiful. Not a big Avatar fan. Uh, but even though Titanic is not one of my favorite James Cameron movies, I still like to revisit James Cameron's Titanic every few years, and this will probably be the first time I've seen it in like four or five years, to be honest with you guys. And I've always been fascinated by the Titanic crash, and I know Shamrock Balls, a.k.a. David, also is a big uh, fan of like the Titanic ship itself. Um, so I know he's really looking forward to it on 4K, and i got to be honest, so am I. I can't wait to see this. And just to find out that it's not wiped clean with DNR, that's good news. So I, I just can't wait to see that movie on 4K Blu-ray. I know it's going to look phenomenal. I, I'm a bigger fan of the song My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion than I am of the film Titanic. But either way, I cannot wait to see that. So if I could only pick three, Kevin... That's number three, but I just want to make it very clear. I am very excited for the Warriors on 4K Blu-ray as well. That's coming from Arrow Video. That's another one that's pretty high on my list. And I would really like to grab the creator on 4K because as far as modern sci-fi movies go, and this is not one we get, Gareth Edwards' movies always look phenomenal in 4K. Just look at Rogue One. He's the reason why that movie looks so big in scope. Has the Death Star ever looked bigger than it does in Rogue One? Anything in the Star Wars universe ever looked as big as it does in Rogue One. It really captures the scope, and he did that again with the creator so i cannot wait for that 4k blu-ray i just i don't know if i'll be able to get it on the 12th itself but i am really looking forward to it so that's a great question kevin i really do appreciate that and actually this week on the channel i'm gonna have some reviews for 4k blu-rays that you know i haven't gotten to catch up on that have been out for a little bit of time like spider-man across the spider-verse i got that on 4k blu-ray in the best buy sale i got john wick 4 in the sale so i'm gonna finally get a chance to look at that you know i gotta see as many 4k blu-rays as i can before the year ends and make my top 10 list Fast X was on sale for 10 bucks, 
And then I'm also going to be reviewing the Naked Gun on 4K Blu-ray. I'm really excited that Paramount put this out on 4K. You know, I didn't expect it, but I know there's a lot of people who are fans of the Naked Gun series. And we don't get to review comedy too much here on the channel as far as 4Ks go. And I was talking to some people, and they were actually saying, you know, one thing that they really want going forward, hopefully in 2024 we get it, are more comedies on 4K. And this got me thinking, because when me and Matt first started the channel, one thing we would always say at the very beginning is, we don't really see the point of bringing comedies to 4K, because people aren't really going there for, you know, the visuals or the audio, not like it is in, like, a drama, where they lighting these sets a certain way, or, like, in, a, you know, an action movie. Obviously, that's going to lend itself perfectly to 4K. Horror films lend themselves perfectly to 4K. But comedy never felt like that, because, because the cinematography, you know, isn't really the shining star of those movies, or at least people aren't coming to those movies for the cinematography. Obviously, there's some classic comedies that overlap, like Dr. Strangelove, that already has a 4K Blu-ray release where it's a Stanley Kubrick comedy. But, you know, like your standard Jim Carrey 94 comedies, none of those are on 4K. We haven't gotten any Ace Ventura's, Dumb and Dumber, or The Mask. And Dumb and Dumber, you can only buy on Blu-ray the extended edition, and I am just, or the director's cut, the unrated cut, and I'm not a big fan of that Blu-ray at all. Friday, we need all three Friday movies on 4K Blu-ray. How those haven't come yet. We got 21 and 22 Jump Street on 4K Blu-ray. Those are Sony releases. It makes sense that those would come to 4K Blu-ray. You know, and they're also kind of action comedies. But none of the big ones. Like, we want Liar Liar on 4K Blu-ray. Anchorman, one of the biggest comedies to come out over the last, like, 30 years. I'm kind of a big deal. Same thing with Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights is kind of an action movie. It's got a lot of great NASCAR scenes in it. Would look great on 4K Blu-ray. And I feel like all the studios are just kind of old school. That's another one. I feel like all the studios kind of overlook comedy. And I got to be honest, I was guilty of that as well. I am a big fan of comedy. Uh, you know, there's a couple of us here on the channel who will talk comedy here and there. And I would love to review more comedies here on the channel. Obviously, the thing with comedy, it's very similar to horror where your taste in it is everybody has a different sense of humor. Everyone has a different taste in horror. So, you know, some people I know in my life, I've met numerous people who absolutely hate Jim Carrey and Will Ferrell. And Jim Carrey and Will Ferrell comedies, they almost, for the most part, work for me. Obviously, they both had their little runs. Same thing with Eddie Murphy. You know, co comedians have those little runs where they're on top of the world. Like, in the 80s, Eddie Murphy was the king of comedy. In the early 90s, it was Jim Carrey. And, you know, Robin Williams was right there, had his little window as well. Until eventually, they gave way to Will Ferrell and the Judd Apatow gang. All of them had their, you know, they were the mountaintop of comedies. But, again, they fall off quick. But we need to preserve some of those. Like, Eddie Murphy movies, luckily, we have gotten most of his classics on 4k blu-ray the fact we've gotten beverly hills cop one and two and i don't need three even though they are making beverly hills cop four right now and i've seen some set pictures and i'd be lying you guys if i said i'm not excited because i am a huge fan of beverly hills cop one and two three i hate that movie so much but if it came to 4k blu-ray i would take it for free but I definitely wouldn't pay for it. I don't need to rewatch that movie at all. At, hopefully Axel Foley does a good enough job in Beverly Hills Cop 4. So I'm still kind of looking forward to that. But we need to bring more of these comedies to 4K. That is my entire point of this. More comedies on 4K. When I said that comedies didn't need to come to the 4K format, I was wrong. I want to see some of my favorite comedies on 4K. Where is Airplane on 4K? How soon can you land? I can't tell. You can tell me I'm a doctor. Where's Caddyshack on 4K? Get nothing and like it. Where's Don't Be a Menace in South Central while drinking your juice in the hood? Your hobbies are drinking, smoking weed, and all types of ill shit. Yeah. Where's I'm Gonna Get You Sucker on 4K Blu-ray? I want those movies on 4K. I mean, you can leave White Chicks, I guess, but I want a lot of the Wayans movies on 4K Blu-ray. So let's get that going, guys. I know the studios. Come on, you have them. 
I'll buy them. Someone will buy them. We want comedies on 4K. So that's one thing I want to really see in 2024. So for the people I was talking to, I don't want to use your names because I, you know, I don't know how you feel about that. But now we're going to move on to the questions portion of the show. We didn't really get too many questions. All our questions from, were from our director, Kevin Kruger. You guys can send in questions right here on this video if you like. Or just look out for the post on Wednesdays. Anything you guys want to ask us, feel free. Nothing is off the table. I want to thank Kevin Kruger so much for sending in these questions. They're all great. He puts a lot of thought into them. And I really appreciate everything he does for the channel. And the, one, and the first question is, how would you rank the following movies? Home Alone, Die Hard, Elf, Christmas Vacation, Polar Express... A Christmas Story, It's a Wonderful Life, Jingle All the Way, or A Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, this is just the murderer's row of classic Christmas movies. Now, every single movie on this list, I rewatch every year. Uh, actually, except for Elf. I don't watch Elf every year. I might skip that and, you know, every other year with Elf. Elf has been kind of growing on me. I loved it. Then I kind of had a falling out with it. And now we've kind of, you know, we've rebuilt our relationship. We're really getting to know each other again. It feels like the old days from the early 2000s when everybody loved Elf, but... For a while there, I was like, ah, I could take a break from Elf. I've seen Will Ferrell do enough. As time has gone on, that new 4K Blu-ray that came out last year, we've fallen back in love. I can confirm it for you guys here on the channel. Number one, I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. It's a Wonderful Life. That is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. That movie is one that I watch once or twice every single season. At the very end of that movie, I do not have dry eyes. It's impossible not to. When he says that... To my big brother, George. The richest man in town. <laughs> it's not rich in money. What he's rich in is how people care about him, and they will bend over backwards for him, even though he didn't think they would. Movie just warms my heart every single year. Number two, though, is on the opposite side of the spectrum. Christmas Vacation. That movie is a stone-cold masterpiece when it comes to classic comedy movies. It is the best vacation movie of all time, even better than the original. I've said it here before. Me and my wife, Faith, we quote that movie all the time, year-round. It doesn't even have to be around Christmas time. Just when, you know, one of us says something stupid, the other one will go, You serious, Clark? <laughs> you know, just because we're quoting Christmas Vacation. And then at number three, I'm going to have to put... Oh, man, this is really tough. But I'm going to have to put Die Hard. Die Hard is a classic Christmas movie that I watch every single year. We start our Christmas movies with Die Hard because, you know, it's also an action movie. came out in July, so I know people don't feel like it's a Christmas movie, and those people are wrong. But Die Hard is 100% a Christmas classic, and that's why that one is at number three. And that's just the head of Home Alone. I'm a kid of the 90s. The 90s started off with Home Alone, the, the biggest movie to come out in 1990. Joe Pesci was in that and Goodfellas in the very same year. And Home Alone, it's a Christmas classic. I like Home Alone 2 a lot. The third act of Home Alone 2 is very similar to the third act of Home Alone. And I do prefer the gags in Home Alone 2 than I do in Home Alone 1. Even though they would be fucking dead at the end of Home Alone 2. There's no way they're surviving. Morph turns into a skeleton. Like, there's nothing left. I don't understand it. You know, they get lit on fire. Macaulay Culkin commits murder. I don't care what they say. Kevin McAllister, he's a killer. To do that kind of stuff, he's scarred for life. I don't know what he's doing right now, but I'll bet you money he's in jail. So then at number four, so that was number four. And then at number five, I will put Jingle All the Way. Again, child of the 90s. Arnold Schwarzenegger fan for life. This movie just checks a lot of boxes for me. And it's, I, I've known about, I'm also a big fan of Sinbad. Some of the jokes in this movie just are classics. This is a homemade explosive device. I, I love that. I mean, Sinbad, that's his best movie for me. And he's hysterical in it, playing the drunk mailman. 
So that's probably a number. So that's going to be my number five. And number six, I will put A Nightmare Before Christmas. You know, that movie is a classic for two holidays, Halloween and Christmas. And I also feel like that kind of takes away from it because you never know. Like I said here, you guys, I like to watch it one year on Halloween. Then the following year, I'll watch it on Christmas, alternate it because it really is the perfect Christmas and Halloween movie. So honestly, you could probably watch it at Thanksgiving and that in-between period, those like three weeks that we have. You could probably watch it then. And, you know, that'll check a lot of boxes for that. And then next up, I'm going to have Elf. As much as I love Polar Express, and I really do love Polar Express, you'll always see a Polar Express book behind me that's actually signed by Robert Zemeckis. That was the first ever fan gift I ever got from Dennis Cinema 4K. He sent that to me from his personal collection. It's one of my prized possessions, so I absolutely love Polar Express. But I still would have to put Elf over it. Like I said, I've seen Elf like a thousand times. Polar Express actually came out around that same time. And Polar Express, when I rewatched it last year, I'll be honest, it's going up my list a little bit more. I love the Polar Express. It warms my heart every single year. Sometimes the animation can seem, you know, a little strange, a little scary, but it's still a great movie. So I'll put Elf just above that. And that was a great question, Kevin. Thank you so much. And then the next one is, what are your top five favorite video games of 2023? So because I have the channel, I'm not able to watch as many video games as I used to. What? God damn it, are you fucking with me? I'm not able to play as many video games as I used to play, but I still get to fit in a few here and there each year, and I obviously grab all the ones that I want to play. So honestly, the best game I played this year was Resident Evil 4, the remake. Uh, I love the original, and I couldn't wait to play that. The Resident Evil franchise is probably my current favorite franchise. I've enjoyed the Resident Evil 1 and 2 remakes. I've also enjoyed Resident Evil Biohazard and Resident Evil 8, so I've loved where the franchise has been going. I love the new mechanics. I love the new RE engine. So that's my favorite game of the year. Right behind it, though, is RoboCop Rogue City. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Now, if you're not a fan of RoboCop, you're probably not a fan of this. But if you're a huge fan of the film, you are absolutely a huge fan of this game. And you will eat this shit up like I did. There's just nothing like walking around, being RoboCop, shooting people in the dick with the A90, which you can do in this game. So it is just my favorite game. One of my favorite games of 2023. And then behind that, I buy it every single year unapologetically i know it's the same game every year i know that ea a lot like other big corporations is just ripping people off and you know how do they not learn we speak with our wallets but yet every single year i'm that idiot that lines up like a lot of other people do for nba 2k i line up every year and i buy madden and this year i bought madden 24 with josh allen on the cover you guys see me wearing a football sweatshirt all the time i'm a jets fan i'm not into smart decision making as it is especially when it comes to football so every year i buy madden but that's like kind of the game I like to go to to relax. You know, you can put one or two games on, a half hour, 40 minutes, just calm yourself down. And that's kind of been that game for me for a long time. I've been getting every single Madden game since like Madden 2001. And I started going to all the midnight releases and like Madden 05 when Ray Lewis was on the cover when he first got the hit sick and superstar mode. So I have always loved the Madden franchise for that. I actually haven't played the big games like Starfield that have come out this year or anything like that. So I've been really slacking on my video game playing this year. I'm hopefully, you know, I get more time in the future as time goes on, I find a different kind of regular job and, you know, I'll have more free time and then I can play some more video games again. But really, those are the only three games that I went out of my way to play this year. I haven't played Alan Week 2 or 
you know, actually, no, I, I played a new WWE 2K game. I get that every year as well. Same thing like with Madden. It's, you know, something that I go to for comfort food. They're the same kind of games every single year, but I love that as a huge wrestling fan that I am. One thing I love to do is just uh, still to this very day, even though it's 2023 and I'm a 31-year-old man, I fucking love wrestling. So I still watch WWE no matter what. I'm actually with Matt and a couple of our friends. You guys might think this is pretty cool, but we're re-watching the entire Raw versus Nitro storyline that was going on from 1996 just going forward. So right now, we so last week we just got together as a group of us and we watched Survivor Series 1996. And then, you know, on our, and then on our own time before we meet up each month to watch the pay-per-views for only WWE. But me and Matt are watching Nitro as well because we didn't get to watch Nitro at the time. We were always WWE loyalists. So now we're kind of watching to see what's better. And you know what? I don't know what people thought about the NWO. I don't think they're that interesting at all, to be honest with you guys. But people love Hulk Hogan and people love the NWO. But I thought even back in 96, what WWE was doing with the rise of Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels right there and Bret Hart, you know, we're a year away from the screw job. I thought that WWF was so much better. We just got past Pillman 9mm. Because when Austin 316 meets Pillman. Oh my god. So we're really into the good shit right now and I'm loving every single minute of it. So I still love wrestling. So every single year I get WWE 2K no matter what the quality of it is. But this year's 2K game was actually really well done, I must say. So those are the, really, so those are the only four games that I actually bought for my... Oh, no, number five. Almost forgot it. Forza Motorsport. Um, I kind of fall out of love with the Forza Motorsport series because of the Horizon series. The Horizon series really, that one scratches a lot more itches than the Motorsport series does. The Motorsport series now is like full-blown simulation. And I love cars, but not to this extent. I don't really pay attention to it. Plus, I don't know how to work on a car, so it's kind of useless for me to really be playing around with brakes and, you know, editing setups like that. I prefer the arcade setting of Horizon now where, I, you know, we get wheel spins. It's almost like gambling. You know, the open world, these beautiful exotic world, the weather system, the collecting of cars. I love to collect. You guys know that. It's a physical media channel, so I love all of that. So Forza Motorsport, though, I can't deny the beautiful graphics. It really does show off the power of the Series X, and if you're playing on a PC, I'm sure it shows off the power of those systems even better. And, you know, it's still a fun game. It's just not as fun as the Horizon series. I really think for me personally, now people probably love the Motorsport series way more than the Horizon series. But for me, the Horizon series has just overshadowed the Motorsport series. When they announce Forza, Mo when they announce Forza Horizon 6, I will pre-order the shit out of it, but not for this series in my opinion. Well, that was a great question again, Kevin. And now we're going to move on to the last question of the week. What is the most underrated movie from the following actors? And number one, he has Matt Damon. And Matt Damon has had a lot of cameo appearances in a lot of weird movies like Eurotrip. And even in the Thor movies, he pops up a couple of times. But the most underrated Matt Damon movie, that's actually pretty tough because I think he's gotten the recognition he's deserved. Um, I would probably say like Downsizing is one that people don't really talk about. He was really good in that because people kind of forget about that movie. And it's kind of coming back up in the conversation right now with another Alexander Payne movie coming out with The Holdovers, which I still haven't seen, even though I've heard it's like one of the best movies of 2023. I literally can't find a moment to go see that movie. I'm dying to see it. It seems like it's a movie I would just absolutely love. A Christmas movie starring Paul Giamatti, who I think is one of the most underrated actors of all time. Really want to see that, but Matt Damon was really good in Downsizing. Anytime you don't put Days of Thunder at number one, it's underrated because that's still my favorite Tom Cruise movie. Obviously, it's not his best film, but he is still great in that movie. And as far as it being a great Tony Scott movie, it absolutely is. It's compared to Top Gun all the time. Top Gun on wheels. That's what Days of Thunder is. I don't care if you say that. Still love the movie. It's still my favorite Tom Cruise movie. I put it on a couple times a year. I'm a big champion of that 4K Blu-ray. If you haven't grabbed that Paramount 4K Blu-ray, it's actually one of the most underrated 4Ks out there. Usually it pops up at number one on my most underrated 4K list. 
because it's really high quality and even though it's not adobe atmos track on it the track that's on there is really giving your system a workout you're gonna love it the visuals are awesome too number three is robert de niro robert de niro has a lot of underrated performances but i'm gonna pick backdraft as the one i'm gonna choose the ron howard movie that came out in the early 1990s he has a real supporting part in this movie you know, him and Billy Baldwin over there, or is it Stephen Baldwin? I don't know. I think it's William Baldwin. But the two of them, you know, they have this relationship. Robert De Niro's more of a clean-cut guy. He's an investigator for the fire department. He really solves these crimes. You know, in this movie, the villain is actually the fire, if you can believe that. But Robert De Niro, he gives a great supporting performance in this movie, and I think that's his most underrated. George Clooney, we talked about a little bit earlier. I think it's out of sight. That Steven Soderbergh movie, which I think is still one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Steven Soderbergh movie. Him and Je him and Jennifer Lopez have great chemistry in that movie. Um, I love that. I love that type of movie. The two of them are even talking about how their relationship kind of takes off pretty fast because it doesn't make sense why three days in the condo or that relationship, even though it's a similar situation with the kidnapping, takes off so fast. So I thought that was pretty cool. I love that aspect. And yeah, it probably is J Lo's best performance behind Selena as well. And I think George Clooney just turns out a great performance. So people kind of have forgotten about it. His best performance is in Michael Clayton or even The Descendants, another Alexander Payne movie. that I, I've been re-watching all of Alexander Payne's movies, but I still haven't seen The Holdovers. That's kind of the problem I have going on right now. And then Nicolas Cage. This movie, Pig, that came out a few years ago. Honestly, you probably could have nominated Nicolas Cage for Best Actor for that movie. And I'm not even saying that as a joke. He turns out a great performance. The story itself is not what you were expecting going into. I'm not going to spoil anything. If you can go on The Pig is Blind, as possible i'm telling you you will be 10 times more rewarded than if you watch the trailer because if you watch the trailer especially one of the trailers i can't remember which one it does kind of give away a little bit too much of the movie but if you can go in blind pig is fantastic adam sandler um i think he got screwed over with not getting a nomination for uncut gems he turns out a great performance probably a career best performance showing that he can do just straightforward acting he doesn't need to be funny and he's not funny in that movie you're kind of rooting against him for most of the movie because you're just watching a guy self-destruct it has a great criterion 4k blu-ray out there that i still don't own which kills me but i will get that eventually because that movie though the one thing about it very hard to rewatch. Uh, that's kind of actually why I haven't gotten the Criterion 4K because I don't know if I want to rewatch it yet. I saw it in theaters and it's like one long anxiety attack. You don't get the soothing feeling at the end, so it's not even worth it. But on, other than that, it's a great Safdie Brothers film and Adam Sandler turns out his career best. Ben Stiller. Now, this is kind of tough. For the most part, Ben Stiller is just great in comedies. He has some good dramatic roles, but... I've never really loved him in dramas, so it's really tough. I probably won't pick a drama movie that he's in. But uh, you know what? He, he's really good in the movie Along Came Polly. It's a pretty straightforward rom-com. Um, you know, Jennifer Aniston, you get a really funny Philip Seymour Hoffman performance in that rain dance. You know, he's great in that movie. He's funny. And Ben Stiller, you know, he plays a similar Ben Stiller character. He's played in a lot of other movies. Uh, you know, it doesn't work in the, what's that movie, Duplex, with him and Drew Barrymore. It does, that kind of character doesn't work in this kind of movie, but it works in other movies like Meet the Parents. But I think the Long Came Polly, when it first came out, was a really funny, underappreciated movie. Jim Carrey. Now, Jim Carrey, it, what do other people consider underrated? Because, like, do you consider the number 23 underrated? Like, I kind of liked that movie when it first came out. I haven't rewatched it since it came out, and I think that was, like, 2007. I remember thinking that was a pretty good mystery, but I was only 15, so I don't know if that movie holds up as well as I think it does in my head. You know, you get the Truman Show. Like, is that underrated? Like, that's where people really started to appreciate him. Um, 
I'm gonna go with fun with Dick and Jane. I remember seeing that in theaters, and I thought he was pretty funny. You kind of get in the old Jim Carrey there, not like you know classic Jim Carrey, but you get little glimpses of it there. Like Yes Man, it was kind of those where he's like still doing comedy, but they're not hitting the highs of like Liar Liar, Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber. But he's still trying. Like I like Yes Man, but I'm gonna go with fun with Dick and Jane. That kind of got forgotten about, and it was pretty damn funny. And Leonardo DiCaprio said it once. I'll say it again: The Basketball Diaries. I don't know why more people don't talk about that movie. Uh, I always love that movie. Every time I watch it, I enjoy it. I can see why people might say, oh, it's a little bit of a melodrama, but it feels like a 90s indie film, and it takes place in New York. I love 90s New York. Actually, I don't even think it takes place in the 90s, but the way it looks is fucking fantastic. You know, this is Mark Wahlberg's first movie role, and he turns out a great performance as well in it. Definitely check out The Basketball Diaries. And then last but not least is Christian Bale. This one I had a little bit tough time with. Most of his performances are very well recognized. I was going to actually pick Terminator Salvation because he is the best John Connor from an acting performance that we've ever got. But Terminator Salvation, uh, it's not one I go running back to. And I'm going to go with Vice. This is the Adam McKay film that came out after The Big Short but before Don't Look Now. And it kind of has gotten forgotten about. Christian Bale plays Dick Cheney in this movie, the former vice president of the United States. And if you like Don't Look Up and you also like The Big Short, this is very similar in that. Kind of combining comedy and drama. And I thought that Christian Bale turned out a great performance in it. A very underrated performance. A performance I think you guys should see. So I think that's Christian Bale's most underrated performance. But check him out in Terminator Salvation as well. If you're a Terminator fan, you at least owe it to yourself. But anyway, guys, that's going to do it here for me on another episode of Let's Talk Physical Media. I hope you guys enjoyed this show. And if you did, don't forget to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you want to join our channel producers like Jason Martin, Frank Rodriguez, and John Doe Juggalo, you can do that. Or you can even join the ranks of our directors like Kevin Kruger. Or you can even just become a friend of the channel. We are going to be doing a giveaway this week for all of our channel members. We're going to be giving away a sealed copy of Mean Streets on 4K Blu-ray to you guys. We'll put your name on a magic wheel as long as you're a channel member. Spin that wheel and whoever it lands on they are going to win that copy. But anyway, guys, it's no pressure at all. We just appreciate you checking out this video and supporting us by liking, getting out in those streets, and telling your friends about us. We will be seeing you around. <laughs>